45. Ray, can you believe it? I can't believe it. Okay. <laughs> this Week in Film is the name of this show. It's the weekly podcast where we get together, we talk about the movies we watched over the past seven days, and then we talk about it. And then today we're going to play a game, which may or may not be another disaster. <laughs> I'm Nick Pinanto, joined as always by Ray Radominki. And? And that's it. And that's right it. Right now. Somebody was supposed to be here, <laughs> and they're not. A little tardy on... So, yeah, well, that's inappropriate, but... <laughs> so if uh, that person shows up, yeah, we'll let them... If you've Join seen it. if you've seen Matt V, let him know <laughs> we're still waiting for him in the studio. We're in Studio Studio A. Is this Studio yeah, A? This is a yeah. yeah, Studio A, Matt. We're in Studio A. We're looking for Matt. So if anybody sees him, send him send him our way. But in the meantime, Ray, what did you see this week in film? This week in film, I saw Nocturnal Animals. Um, You're on an Amy Adams kick. I am on an kick. Amy Adams kick. Um, so it was interesting. So Amy Adams in Arrival uh, kind of plays like, she plays a linguist. She's kind of a nerd. She's very like dumbed down. In this movie, she's smoking hot. Really? Yes. So it's interesting to see how differently, you know, she can be portrayed in, in different movies. Um, so the movie was directed by Tom Ford, the famous uh, fashion designer. Um, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Uh, Good for him. Made uh, the guy who Jay-Z made a song about. Um, and this is only his second film ever. Uh, a Single Man was his first movie, if any, if you've ever seen it. It's very, very, very good uh, with Colin Firth, who plays a uh, like a homosexual guy kind of in hiding in the, in the 70s. Um. This movie takes a lot of the uh, the same kind of stuff that Tom Ford uses in A Single Man, um, but the story is much different. Um, and the one thing I liked about this movie so much was uh, the structure of it was very unique, um, a lot different than anything else you'll you'll see. Um, so the movie stars Amy Adams, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Michael Shannon, um, Army Hammer. Uh, Isla Fisher. There's a lot of big names in this. Oh, Isla Fisher and yeah. Amy Adams in the same movie. Right, right. Um, so Tom Ford wrote or uh, directed this movie, and he wrote the screenplay. The screenplay is based on uh, breaking news. Matt V is a no go today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the heads up at. Thanks, Matt. Nine twenty-three. I'm gonna reply to him live on the air. He says he's a no-go and that he's off today. And I'm going to reply, oh, okay. Oh, that information would have helped hours ago. That's cool. <laughs> nice. Whatever, Matt. <laughs> oh, so uh, Tom Ford directed this movie, and he also wrote the screenplay. The screenplay is based on a novel um, called Tony and Susan. Um, what did he say? He says, speak kindly of me. <laughs> He'll be back next week. I'm going to reply, kissy face emoticon, heart eyes emoticon, and then winky eye tongue out emoticon. Thanks okay. for describing to our yeah. listeners all the different emoticons. That I chose. There's so many more. Right. 
All right. Based um, on a- yeah, based on a book called Tony and Susan, which makes sense because, um, so anyway, I'll get into why that, that makes sense. Uh, so Amy Adams plays like a wealthy uh, art dealer or uh, art gallery owner. Um, she comes from a lot of money. She is married to Army Hammer, who is like a well, wealthy businessman. You never really uh, get an idea of what he does. You just know that he was very successful at one point, and now uh, they live in like a huge mansion. They have a lot. They used to have a lot of money, but his business is dying. Like on the on the the DL, like only him and his wife really know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to salvage it, and like their relationship is completely strained. Um, you could tell that she has an idea that he's cheating. He's always traveling. They're very distant from each other, and her life is really, she's not very, not a very happy person. And I'm sorry, who is his wife again? Amy Adams. Amy, okay. All right. Um, so in the mail, she gets a, a package, and it's a rough draft of a novel that her ex-husband wrote, um, her ex-husband being Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, you get a little bit of back, not really much backstory. You just know that they were married. You know that something happened, um, and now that she and that that she just now is married to Army Hammer, um, and she sees the novel and she opens it up and it says that it's dedicated to her. So immediately she's intrigued, mm-hmm. and she mentions to her ex, to her current husband that like she hasn't talked to him in like nineteen years. They've barely spoken. Um, she she honestly says, I really have forgotten about him. So anyway, while she's going through all this turmoil, um, her husband, Army Hammer, leaves, goes on another business trip. She's already skeptical about what he's doing when he's away. So she's home alone one night, and she, and she decides to pick up the manuscript, or the, the rough draft, whatever you call it, and start reading it. Um, so that's where the movie kind of switches. So you have Amy Adams in real time mm-hmm. reading this novel, and then they turn the novel into a story of its own in oh, the movie. Okay. So as she's reading it, you're seeing the novel play out on the screen. And the one interesting part about it is Jake Gyllenhaal plays the protagonist in the novel. So he's mm. kind of writing about himself. Okay. Um, and then while she's reading the novel, she's also flashing, it, it's, it's starting to remind her of like their time together and you get flashbacks of her and Jake Gyllenhaal meeting for the, well, not meeting for, they were like high school friends and then they, they run into each other later on in New York, a couple of years later when they're both in school and that's how they start the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get flashbacks of that. So you basically have three parallel stories going on. You have Amy Adams in present day. You have the novel that she's reading, which is completely fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happens that Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. And then you have her flashing back to the times when they first started dating and their marriage together and how their, how their marriage went and how it went wrong and all that stuff. So that's what's really cool about this movie is, um, and a single man does that too. Tom Ford's first film, um, it just does two separate, two parallel stories. It, it tells his story in the present day and then his past story with his partner um, and how that goes. So that's that's what was similar about this. But the one, the best part of the the best story is the novel because the novel is just gruesome, really, and it's like raw and it's like. Like you, it's 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 exciting. Like her, her in present day is just like depressing. It's just like her reading this, 
her reading it and her flashing back to like their time together. And then the novel is like a parallel like to their relationship. And like it, it has nothing to do with their relationship, but like it has everything to do with it. It's like, right, yeah. it's just like all these little like uh, jabs at like how the relationship went and like um, metaphors for like stuff that happened in their life. Um, but like I said, it's really gruesome. There are a lot of crazy, gruesome things happen. Um, some scenes that are like tough to watch. Uh, and it just, you can tell by like the set design that obviously Tom Ford is like in fashion, just like the way everything's, especially in like the present day, like the house that Amy Adams lives in, all like the colors. He kind of does uh, a lot of uh, a lot of ways the same way that uh, if you ever saw Traffic, in Traffic, all the ago, yeah. all the American all the scenes that take place in the United States are very blue, mm-hmm. and all the scenes that take place in Mexico or across the border are very yellow. Yeah, like warm warmer colors sure. and cooler colors in America. He does the same thing here with everything in the present day is is cool, and then everything in the novel is warm. Okay, so kind of, I mean, it's not really hard to distinguish what what is what when you're seeing it but just because of the characters and stuff like that but that kind of gives you another idea of like where where we're at when we're talking about stuff because sure. you're constantly bouncing back and forth between everything um so that that's the part of the movie that i really really liked um and the performances were good too amy adams is just a really good actress and like and i talked about arrival what was it last week i talked about that yeah um she was really good in that i think i think she's even better in this movie really yes okay uh, really really good um, she just plays somebody who, who you, can, you can tell it's just eating like you can tell that she she I won't get into why but she made a mistake with Jake Gyllenhaal and she did, doesn't realize it until she starts reading this novel and like the pain that she has realizing that and then realizing that her current husband doesn't want anything to do with her either is like she's all she's basically SOL right shit out of luck and just her her sorry if anybody didn't know what that meant <laughs> Um, and just the way she's dealing with that, she really just conveys that very well in the movie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is great too. Um, especially in the part, the novel part, um, which the novel is called Nocturnal Animals. That's where the movie gets its title. And the two character, the two main characters in the novel are Tony and Susan. Oh, okay. Which is why I guess the, the, the book that this was based on was called Tony and Susan. Um... So yeah, it was a it was it was, it was great. I really I really liked it. Um, it's in limited release right now, so um, I think it's going to be wide release in a couple weeks. So it might be kind of hard to see for people right now. But it, unless you have, I saw it in an art house theater around us. You might be able to find a theater that's playing it. Um, but I, re- I highly recommend it. Um, like I said, the the part that is in the novel is kind of a little heavy for some, maybe for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, it deals with some really heavy things. Um, and Michael Shannon's great. Michael Shannon is just in the novel part. He plays like a, a Texas detective that's like kind of on his way out. And I, Michael Shannon, I just love him. He just, whenever he's in, he's great in. Mm-hmm. Just, he plays like a hard-nosed detective who, you know, has the twang and the I whole... I will find her! Right, right. Um, so he's great too. Uh, and Isla Fisher plays uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's wife in the novel and it kind of make, makes a parallel to Amy Adams because they look alike. Right. They both have red hair. Um, 
So so you the have best that hair color. Right. So you have that going on. So like uh, like a lot, in the a lot of times in the in the movie I was like confused I'm like is this really you kind of it kind of like blurs the line of like did this really happen? Did it not happen? And I don't want to give anything away and I won't give away what what the novel is about. Um I leave it up to you to see the movie. Um but uh but yeah, it was very good. I, I liked it a lot. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, Nocturnal Animals. Cool. Um did you ever see Adaptation? Yes. That's kind of what you're describing. Right. It reminds me of is spoiler alert yeah. or adaptation, but because um, that movie is about Charlie Kaufman writing the screenplay for the book. Uh, I forget what it's called. Some of the Orchid, some yeah. Orchid Thief. Yeah. Yes, the Orchid Thief. Um, so the levels that are in that book, right. and then how he has like a twin brother, and and how like what you're describing about how you know where you are based on color temperature. Right. Um, that's brilliant. Um, because in adaptation, but I guess it's the point of adaptation too, is you don't know what's happening because that that's the point of adaptation is that you're watching a guy sell out. Right. Basically, but you're watching him do it after he's done it already. So that's, it. it's a very in, intriguing and mind bending yeah, experience. It's an original thing. Like, I mean, I see a lot of movies. Um, and I know you do too, and it's just like sometimes like the same stuff over and over again. It's yeah. nice to see a movie that's structured a little differently, that makes you think a little bit. Um, another one thing I forgot to add. Um, one of the weirdest opening uh, credit sequences of all time. Really? Um, I, I don't want. It doesn't really give anything away. It's it's uh, just a bunch of fat, naked women. Dancing in like with like Americana stuff on them. Hmm. Very strange. Oh, so it's um, like different than James Bond. <laughs> yes, a lot different. Well, that's fine. Um, yeah, so that part was intriguing. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely want to check it out because the way you describe the movie, I totally want to see it. This sounds new and interesting compared to, um. What did Matt watch? Was it last week? He watched Captain Fantastic. Right. Where just based on the trailer and the description, we're both like, yeah, I get yeah, it. I get it. <laughs> I, know, I know how this is going to go down kind of a right. thing. Whereas this, I kind of, and from the trailer of the movie, I've got no idea where this movie's going. Or, right. And that's why I didn't want to it's going spoil anything. To. You got to see it for yourself. But when people talk about original ideas, that's what they're saying. Like interesting to storytelling and unique direction right. of a, of a movie. So that's that's very exciting to hear cuz it looks very good. I this week watched a different kind of movie. I saw from 1986 <laughs> Eric Roberts starring in Best of the Best. It's directed by Robert Radler and um it's basically the story of the United States men's karate team. <laughs> Um, going to fight in a triannual, uh, a match that's every three years against the South Koreans in a in a basically a precursor to MMA. Gotcha. Because um, the the Koreans do Taekwondo and the Americans do karate, and when that comes up in the movie, I said to my wife, that, "That's not the same <laughs> thing, right? right? Karate and Taekwondo are totally different, and they are karate, karate. <laughs> although they just call it karate in Best of the Best. Best of the Best is a it was fun to watch. 
very fun to watch. It's terrible, and it was great. Um, it's a movie that is it, I is it a comedy? No, dead no, serious? It's, a, it's dead serious. <laughs> I've never seen it. But. Yeah, you should watch it. Um, and I'm going to spoil every bit of yeah, it. Yeah, please right do. <laughs> so, this is a movie that lives in the shadow of Rocky Four, Kickboxer, Quite and, the Shadow, and Bloodsport. Yeah, because it's all of these movies at once. Came out uh, around the same time. Came out in '89. Is that what I said? You said 86. Right? Did I say 86? I meant to say 89. Okay. Sorry. It's a little later than 1989. Uh, when was Rocky uh, 85 or 86. Okay. And then Kickboxer was, I think, either the same year or later. And then Bloodsport, which both feel like the, yeah, the same, the same I, exact thing. If, if you movie. told me right now to describe each Bloodsport and Kickboxer, I would not I wouldn't, I would get them mixed up. The only thing I've seen I, both. The I, difference I would, between the two is one of them has the guy dipping his hands in the glass, right. and then the other one has a guy, has Jean-Claude kicking down the tree, and that's right. how he knows his training is But we done. don't know which one's which. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, but Best of the Best is about karate, and it stars Eric Roberts, who plays... He's, he is 33 years old when they're filming this movie. He looks like he's pushing 60. He looks <laughs> just terrible. Uh, James Earl Jones plays their trainer. He's the coach of the men's karate team. And Wait, what? James Earl Jones? James <laughs> Earl Jones. And this is post Is he like big games, and like I fat? Think. Like He's not as big as he ever was, but he's still got dark hair up, up top, so... Um, but he's he's not that big. Like he's he like looks like he really slimmed down. He's the just the coach of the men's karate team. Um, Chris Penn is in it. R.I.P. Yeah, which you forget about too. You, right. Like you you uh you kind of go, where's he? Oh right. <laughs> um, and then it was told to me by a, a different Matt at at where I work today. Uh, he said that Chris Penn is a black belt. Really? Like a, was or a was belt. was a black belt. Well, I guess he still is. He right. just doesn't put up much of a fight. That's not nice, Ray. Chris Penn was a pretty good actor. Not in this movie, thank you. And um so anyway, Chris Penn being a black belt does not show in Best of the Best. He's it's not a very well directed movie. It's Poorly acted, <laughs> the script is terrible, and I loved every minute of it. Is, it, is this your first time seeing it? Or you've seen. I it haven't seen this movie since I was like eleven or twelve, and watching this movie, especially after seeing Bloodsport and Kickboxer so many times, um, it just kind of bleeds into them. But so that while you're watching it, it feels like you're waking up from a dream where right. you where you you just keep saying, "I remember this. I remember this." Um, so. Here's the story. Eric Roberts, when he was younger, was a competitive karate guy. Right. Um, you know, like like competitions and stuff. Uh, something terrible happened to his shoulder where he had to have reconstructive surgery. He works in a factory in Portland now, and he has a son who's turning five or is five. He gets a letter from the men's, the United States men's karate Team. Team saying, come try out for this big match. So he does. He makes the team. There, I just saved you 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, on the same team are Chris Penn, guy who looks like Bob Saget, 
guy who has Amish beard, Asian guy, and Eric Roberts. That's the five guys that are on the team. They are going to be going up against the South Korean team who are ruthless, very good, and totally dedicated to their sport. Of course. And those include man, uh, generic Asian men with increasingly long hair up until their team captain, who's guy with eye patch. Oh, boy. Short-haired guy with eye patch. You give a guy an eye patch. Right. Um, so the U.S. team is training. They've got to come together as a team. Of course. I'm picturing a lot of montages. Is there, is there montages? There, are, there is a montage about every five minutes. <laughs> I'm picturing um, montages with, the, with like, 80s music. Yep. They're, they're, that's Training, how you know it sweating. lives. It's so in the shadow of Rocky <laughs> Six or Rocky Four, and that it uh, that it's just a lot of sweating, but not as much as you would think. It's like a lot of montages of them sitting and not doing much. Like, <laughs> there's um, there's a woman who shows up who who is a trainer, and she's trained in like Eastern philosophies and things like that, and she's played by the lady. Who, um, you know, in Die Hard, when they're in the the news studio, Sally Kirkland. You know, when they're in the news studio, and she's she's one of the anchor persons. She's the one who says, "Hostage, terrorist, terrorist, hostage." Right, right. A study right. in duality. She's a she's been in th- tons of stuff. Like you, you know who she is just based on her hair alone. Um, she's the only woman in the whole movie except for Eric Roberts's mom, and you think that there's going to be some sort of Love interest. Love interest there. Nope. No. Nope. All business. She's just, she's just All business. She's just there to work. Um, James Earl Jones is a hard-nosed, no-nonsense coach. He's got two rules, never be late, and the other one that I can't remember. Both rules never come up, <laughs> except, for, except for one time. Now, the men's team's training. They're, they're getting along fine. Chris Penn is the jerk. Um, Classic. They go out one night for for a night of roughhousing or whatever, get into a fight in a Texas bar. Of course they do. Because Chris Penn tries to steal a guy's girl. Right, and they got to bust out their moves. They, they do a whole karate fight, like five on 20 in the bar. It's awesome. A <laughs> um, couple weeks go by. They're still training. Eric Roberts gets a phone call. His son has been hit by a car. <laughs> what? He gets a phone call and he goes, "What? When? Oh no!" And like, and then you just see him running. He's got this long hair too. Have you ever seen Samurai Cop? No. Oh, I can't recommend that you watch it, but you should still see it. Look up clips online of Samurai Cop, and then it's the one of the worst movies ever. Um. Anyway, so he's like running to get to to where he needs to go, and he gets there, and James Earl Jones starts yelling at him for being late. That's the only time being late, You're late ever. Yeah. And he goes, Coach, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you right now. So they go outside, and the coach says says something. He goes, Coach, I got to go. I have to leave. My son was hit by a car. He's in the hospital. And James Earl Jones is like, you leave. You're off the team. <laughs> Jeez, he's really no yeah. nonsense. And they go back and forth. And eventually, James Earl Jones goes, you need to make a choice. Your family or the United States karate <laughs> team or something like that. Eric Roberts goes, there is no choice. So he goes... It's a karate team. (laughs) He goes home, and while he's 
he goes home and it immediately just goes to a hospital and then you just hear a voiceover of a doctor talking about his son he says it's not the broken leg we're concerned about your son is in a coma <laughs> and then <laughs> Then they show the kid in the hospital bed, Poor little like guy. asleep with all the tubes and stuff, which is terrible. Right. And then I think it's all there just to give Eric Roberts a chance to act. Right. Because he's standing there going, Daddy's here. Daddy's here. You know? And then and then he leaves and he goes back to the karate team. So if he's fighting for his son now. He's dedicating his his uh Well, he always was. Right. He but now was. now it has a little more purpose. I guess because it never comes up again. Right. He basically he well no I'm sorry he goes back to the karate team and he says to James Earl Jones, I want to be back on the team. No, you made your choice. You're out. And then he goes, You want me to beg? This is all I got. This is all I got. I'm nothing without karate. <laughs> <laughs> and so then then he just kind of like leaves. He leaves. Then this is when the filmmakers decided. Eric Roberts should not be the main character of this movie. What? <laughs> they go, we should have gone with the Asian guy as our main character the whole time. And his name is, the character's name is Tommy. I don't know the actor's name. Um, character's name is Tommy. Uh, the actor is Philip Ree, who he's in a lot of the best of the best movies. That's, that's really it. Um, um, he has a whole backstory that you don't hear about until right before they go to Korea. Now, how how far in, into the movie is this? This is easily 70 minutes into this 90-minute movie. So there's 20 minutes left, and all of a sudden we're just shifting our focus there's to There's 20 guy. minutes left, and we're still training. <laughs> right? So Tommy has been holding back the entire time, and James Earl Jones has had it. And we find out why Tommy's been holding back. His son's Tommy's, in a coma. No, Tommy's brother was killed by the guy with the eye patch in a karate uh, fight. So Tommy watched this happen as a child. While he, to, th this kid has got to be eight years old, sitting in the stands of a karate tournament, eating an ice cream cone, <laughs> and it's got to be twenty years later now, and he's going to fight the same guy that killed his brother. And they keep showing the same montage of his brother getting his head like kicked in, right? Uh, and the mother holding his head on the the floor of the match, crying, and the ice cream cone falling out of his hand and oh, the poor ice hitting cream the cone. ground. Yeah, that's the biggest. You never want problem. to see ice cream go to waste. Yeah, it's a shame. It looked like it was <laughs> vanilla too, which is my favorite. So Tommy's got to come to grips with all of that. So Tommy during training kicks bearded guy too hard he kicks him with all his strength and all of his rage and and almost kills bearded guy and he's like i can't do this i can't do this so he like runs out because they all run but like with like the head running to the like waving to the side to side you can't see what i'm doing but it's like yeah uh, like exaggerated head motion running he gets to his motorcycle and there's eric roberts to try and talk him into staying he says you know you need to get this behind you you know He's, if you don't do this now, you're never going to do it. Meanwhile, Eric Roberts is, like, leaving because he's been, like, kicked slash quit the team. The team yeah. and, and so he goes on for five minutes giving um, Asian guy the pep talk. And then he goes, and if you're just going to leave, then you're an asshole. 
And so then he just leaves. And then Asian guy just leaves. He like drives away on his motorcycle where we get another five minute motorcycle montage of him cruising down the highway at 35 miles an hour. (laughs) So at this point, at the end of the motorcycle montage, he gets to a gas station because he's got to fill up. And while he's there, while he's there, he sees a station wagon with two brothers eating ice cream cones. And the little brother's ice cream cone falls out of his hand. Oh, boy. Falls and hits the ground. Reminds you of something. Yeah. His, 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 his ice cream That's cone. right, Ray. Big brother gives little brother his ice cream cone. Tommy's back. Tommy's that's all back I needed. That's all he needed. Little inspiration. We didn't Get need back the, on that We didn't need the five minute speech from Eric Roberts. But if Eric Roberts didn't delay him, we wouldn't have seen the ice cream <laughs> coat and fall. So basically, Eric Roberts and Tommy are back on the team. We all go to Korea. No, we, we're not even in Korea. No, yet. we're still in America. <laughs> we take a flight to Korea. The tournament starts immediately. And it's just five on five, like one two dudes at a time until the end. In the event, uh, and it's like that karate style where it's like point, red, point, white. Uh, In the event of a tie, it comes down to block breaking. Oh, boy. Got to punch through the bricks. Right. Right? First, Bob Saget guy goes first. Bob Saget guy. (laughs) Gets his ass kicked. Uh, Bearded guy, I think, goes second. Gets his ass kicked. Chris Penn goes third. Does a little ass kicking. It's a tie for the match. Comes down to block breaking. Chris Penn only breaks seven blocks. Asian guy or Korean guy breaks eight. Chris Penn's in. Now, here's the other thing. We just watched 75 minutes of training. It's finally time for the karate tournament. It is so chopped up. Right. It's it's like two seconds of each guy fighting their big match, including Chris Penn, who's supposed to be like this hard-nosed, like kind of grizzled fighter. We get to see about 10 seconds of his fight. And at the end of each fight, each guy's face is so bloody and and, and mangled. Um, and because it's Korean rules, anything kind of goes. Anything goes in Except Korea. for groin kicks. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, but it's totally cool to kill your opponent because, yeah, totally cool. That's how Tommy's oh, yeah, brother yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was totally legal because the fight was still going on. Right. Um, Chris Penn loses, but the Americans are climbing back. The fourth fight is Eric Roberts. The protagonist of the story fights fourth out of five. He wins. Spoiler, of course. But not before he gets his shoulder, like, wrecked again. Oh, no. Like, totally, like, wrecked, and he has to have it all taped up. They have an injury timeout, and they tape his arm up. Injury timeout. his chest. And and so then Eric Roberts wins the fight one-handed. What an act of bravery. (laughs) Then it's time for Tommy... To fight the one-eyed, the eye patch guy. Right. He wins. He wins. But it ends with eye patch guy, like, taking a shot to the head, and then he just kind of stands up with his eyes rolled back into his head because he's or such a... His sh- eye rolled back into his head. No, no, because his, his eye patch has been knocked off. Oh, his eye patch yeah, has been so knocked off. Yeah, so he's got both of his eyes rolled into the well, back of his head. What's underneath the eye patch? Um, like a scar? No, just like white, eye white. Oh, so. like a dead eye. It's not like one-eyed Willie, like it's just, but like he's like unconscious, but standing there because the Korean guy's will to fight is so great yeah. that he can't just lay. He'd rather die than lose, so it he's would. he stands to face Tommy because he wants Tommy to deliver the killing blow. Right. 
which is what he did to Tommy's brother. Tommy won't do it. He's 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 a he's a better man than that. Tommy says no. This this ends at the cost of the United States losing the what? tournament. They lose thirty three to thirty four. They lose because Tommy wouldn't kill the guy. <laughs> <laughs> He literally stands there while the time ticks down. They just stand and look at each other while the Korean guy's just like, you know, like the the ref should have called the match minutes ago. Right. And so he doesn't do it. And everyone's like, good call, Tommy. Way to not murder somebody. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention this. The coach, James Earl Jones. Turns out not to be such a hard-nosed guy after all. Oh, he's, he's got a little bit of a soft side. A little bit of a surprise. Eric Roberts' kid in the stands. What? In the stands he, in he Korea. Woke up out of the coma? Came out of the coma. And flew to, and flew to, <laughs> flew to Korea. Because everybody knows when you come out of a coma, the first thing you want to do is get on a pressurized Gotta plane. Gotta go see my dad fight. Right. There's a chance my dad could be murdered in front of me. Right. I need to get on like a, what's it, like a... 15 hour flight to back then I think it was the Concord <laughs> so you know it was only five but he gets on the plane he's there with his, Eric Roberts's mom too and he's got one crutch you know for his broken leg right <laughs> anyway so Tommy loses wins the fight but the Americans lose the match they have the medal ceremony where uh, the Koreans are medaled they, they put the medal around their, their necks when they get to eye patch guy who is, it looks like at one point Tommy blew out his leg. Like he does that leg knee kick thing. Sweep the leg. But like more of a jump kick into the knee kind of a thing. He hobbles over to Tommy and basically thanks him for for not taking his life and and apologizes for what he did to Tommy's brother. He says that he's the better. Sorry I murdered your brother. Sorry I murdered your brother. You're the better man for not murdering me. Here's my medal. You are the true champion. And then all of the other Korean karate, taekwondo guys come to their American counterpart and give them the medal. They, they put the medal around the American's neck. America wins. The end. The movie ends on a freeze frame. Freeze, Classic freeze The movie frame. ends on a freeze frame and silence for a half second. Then the soundtrack kicks in. Nice. Amazing film. Totally right. I don't even it. have to see it now. You don't. You really don't. I, I feel like I just got all of it right there. Let me start over. <laughs> Please don't. All right. So, that that was best of the best. Definitely worth watching. It was terrible and great. I loved every second of it. I laughed the entire the time. The they really are. All right. So, Ray, last week we started a new game. Right. Called, well, we have... To answer Matt's question from last week. And the response was so overwhelming again. <laughs> we, we can't. I'm just not even gonna I'm just not even gonna bother. We don't want to exclude anybody. Right. So we're just gonna go right into concentration for this week. Nick of time edition. Okay. All right. So this is a game that uh, many people have played, but we invented it when when we worked at Blockbuster. Not you and I, but okay. me and, and other people. Um we the, the rules of this game are I'm going to name either an actor or a movie and you have to name if I name a movie you have to name an actor from that movie okay and then I have to name an actor or a movie that your actor was in and right. you can't repeat right Matt's not here so it's just you and I just back and forth and I figure we'd play best out of three okay and we'll see how this goes um so 
in honor of your movie, we'll pick Amy Adams. Okay. Amy Adams. Um, oh, right. And you have about five to ten seconds to answer. And in order to win the point, you have to know the answer. So, like, you, like if I said Christian Bale... And I, I have, and you can't get it. I and I don't it. know another Christian Bale movie. You get the point. Okay. All right. So, oh, we touched hands. <laughs> um, all right. So, Amy Adams, American Hustle, Christian Bale, <laughs> ba- Batman Begins, Liam Neeson, Taken, Famke Jensen. <laughs> Rounders. Matt Damon. Goodwill Hunting. Robin Williams. Patch Adams. <laughs> Robin Wright. <laughs> I, no I couldn't tell you another person in Patch Adams. Let's see. Let's see. Robin Wright. Right. Maybe. If I'm right, then. Then, then you win the point. Let's see. No, or I, I got to come back with Robin Wright, right? It is not Robin Wright. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Monica Potter. All I knew is that it was blonde murdered lady. Like, so do I get something... the point? Yeah, you get the point. Okay. So no, so the, I was naming movies there the entire time, and you were naming actors. Right. So this time, we'll switch okay. it up. Okay. And, and you can start. Okay. You can, because you're starting, you can choose whichever one you want. All right. Um, if well, Matt, I'll, I'll if Matt, up. if Matt had bothered to show up today, it would have been, it would have changed. Would have changed. Time, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll do an actor then. Okay. Or an actress. Um, Christopher Walken. G. Lee. Ben Affleck. Uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Zombieland. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I froze. Dead, no, dead, naturally born killers. I think that's out of the time, though. That's but. fine. All right, no. Juliet Lewis. Bound? I don't think Juliet Lewis isn't bound. Uh, I think that's I, bound is uh, Jennifer Tilly. Oh, that's who. I'm and thinking. Uh, right, is that Jennifer Tilly? Yeah, Gina Gershon and, and Gina Jennifer Gershon. Tilly. Yeah, I always get Jennifer Tilly and Juliet Lewis confused. All right, so one more. All right, one more. So we're playing best of five then, or are we just going to... Whatever you want to do. All right, I'm going to do movies again. Okay. Because that was terrible. Um, Dave. I don't know anybody in Dave. is that the name of a movie? (laughs) (laughs) What's Dave? Wait, isn't Dave the one with the uh, the, the president, or is that Meet Dave? Is that the one with Kirsten Dunst? You're thinking Dick. Dick, yeah. Yeah. Let's start over. Okay. That, one, that one's a no. That one doesn't count. I'm going to do actors. <laughs> um, Martin Lawrence. Black Knight. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bettany? <laughs> no. Wrong. That's a, knight, a knight's tale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you screwed yourself, with Martin did. Lawrence. I did. I thought you were gonna go with Blue Streak, and then or I was Bad gonna Boys. go with 
I was going to go with uh, Michael Rapp before I had it all <laughs> mapped out in my head. I'm going Martin Lawrence. He's definitely going to say Blue Streak. I mean, what else is he going to He can't say anything else. Sure. <laughs> Michael Rapp is in Blue Streak. I think he is, though. I'm a federale. All right. You win, Ray. Right. One, that was you, a good game. I like that game. Yeah, okay. You're up one to nothing. We'll, uh, right. we'll keep we'll track revisit. throughout the weeks. Um, if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network, thanks for tuning in. We're on here every week at 10.30 p.m. right after Let's Talk Flicks. Check out thisweekinfilmpodcast.com to find out almost everywhere else we are. If we're not on a podcasting app that you use, <clears throat> excuse me, please let us know because we're, we don't know about it and we'll get on there. Right. Um, Ray, do you have a random Ray quest for next week? Um... Yeah, I do actually have a have one. Let's hear it. Um, this has nothing to do with any of the stuff that we talked about today, but I was thinking about this today. Name a movie where or an actor in that movie who had a terrible accent. Like if like an American guy is playing a British guy, if a British guy is playing an American guy, somebody who's doing an accent. Mm. Right off the top of my head, I thought of uh, Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's Dracula. When he's doing, like, in, of all people to pick for that movie to do an English accent. What now, Elizabeth? <laughs> they pick the guy who talks like this. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've always... It's it's just one of those that's I've never gotten around it's, to. It's a lot like um, the, the novel Bram Stoker's Dracula. Which is boring. Where, same thing, the first, like, half hour is really good and interesting, and then it mm. just turns into a, just a boring story. Yeah. But Keanu Reeves plays a British, or I guess a Romanian, whoever guy. He plays a guy with a foreign accent, and it just, it's just, just terrible. abysmal. All right. Um, yeah, so what's a movie with an actor with a bad accent? I love it. Um, Matt had a question he wanted us to ask, but we're not gonna, because he didn't bother to yeah, show we'll wait up. Wait till he shows up. Yeah. Um, and... That's really about it. Yeah. Anything to plug, Ray? I got nothing to plug, now. Check out Charlie's book, Boy Zero, on Amazon. And I have nothing else to plug. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. And if you're not in America, happy Thursday. It's just a regular old Thursday. That's what it is to Rocky. To you, it's Thanksgiving, but to him, it's Thursday. That's right. Tied it in the movies there. Uh, if go. that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. See ya.